This one's for you, the girl who so badly wants to feel confident and empowered to walk in her purpose. That girl that needs to remove the internal clutter, causing the limiting beliefs, fears, self-doubts. That girl who wants to meet her most confident self. She wants to live a soul-driven, purposeful life. This one's for you. Let's rise, babe. Tatiana Kuto is our special guest on the podcast today. She's an NLP master mindset coach, helping women step into alignment with their mind, body, and soul. She provides her clients with the space and guidance to let go of what's holding them back and helps them rewrite their story to step into their true power. We dive in today. We talk about her adventures to Costa Rica, how she's continuously up-leveling in her life, and how she has just been following her soul, her spirit, and the guidance of those gentle nudges and how you can too. I feel like this is long overdue. I I was driving into Seattle and the scene was like lush woods and just gorgeous. And I had that feeling where I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so inspired being home. And I I just basically asked the universe, I was like, what do I need to do while I'm home? Who do I need to talk to? And it was like, the podcast was really on my mind. And something just spoke to me saying like, you need to talk to people already in your circle. And you were the first person that came to my mind. And I had to text you right at that moment. So I was like, I know I won't make it happen unless I do it right now. Right now. Yeah. So you were that person that came to mind when I was feeling most inspired. And I think it has to do with like your recent adventures and everything going on. Yay. in your life. Oh, I'm so glad. Thank you. I was looking through your Instagram and it just feels like you look so inspired, so refreshed and you've entered into this next version of yourself, which prior you were already this radiant, like leveled person who was just inspiring and influencing. So I'm so excited to see what this next level and breakthrough brings for you and other people. But before we dive into all of that, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to this point in your life? Oh man. So backstory, how I became a coach. Well, it goes two ways. I struggled with my weight and my mindset my entire life. I was so hard on myself. I hated myself. I just had a very poor me victim mindset. I beat my body up. And I would people please, I was living to society standards. So I got my degree in industrial engineering and was living life. That's like where the turning point happened. I was working in corporate life as an industrial engineer. I was overweight at the time. I was miserable with my life, my body, my mindset. And I was like, God did not put me on this earth to be this miserable. There's no way. And as I was going on my health journey, and lost weight, I felt really inspired and passionate about like feeling good about your body, feeling good in your skin that started my mindset changes. And I was just like, I don't want to be in corporate. I don't want to be in this industry. I want to help people feel good about themselves. So I quit my corporate engineering job. I, I was a personal trainer to like weasel my way in packed up my stuff and I moved to Florida with like no plans, no jobs. And I was like, I'm just going to start an online coaching business. 
And so I did that from June, 2018 till about January, 2020. And I loved it. And I loved helping women build a relationship with their bodies, with food and losing weight in a healthy way. But I was doing so much more than that. I was going so much deeper with mindset and supporting them in other areas of their lives. And I really realized, oh my goodness. Yeah. You could be working out perfectly. Your nutrition could be on check, but there could be so many other factors that are holding you back from reaching your goals. And that's when I really learned the depths of mindset and the subconscious mind. And so back in May, 2019, I knew I was going to make a leap, but I had my own limiting beliefs and fears. So it took till January, 2020 until I finally accepted, like, this is who I am. This is what I meant to do at this moment in time. And I just went full in with myself going through, you know, my own beliefs, my own baggage and traumas that I had to work through to then step into this coaching role power that I've been in for the last year and a half. Sorry, that was a really long winded answer, but it's been a journey. And I didn't know a lot of that, like where you started. Um, But so my question to you, because a lot of women will hear stories like that. And even with your recent trip, they they're like, how do you have the courage to do that? How do you have the courage to quit your job and start something completely new? Most people will never get to that point. Yeah. (laughs) When you're enough with like the bullshit of yourself and enough with your life. Like I had to hit it. I was like, I remember listening to podcasts. I was listening to Andy Frazella a lot and Les Brown. And I don't know who said it or if it was a thought in my head. And I was like, what's my worst case scenario? And I was like, I hate my life. I hate my job. I'm living at home. And I was like, oh shit, I'm living my worst case scenario. Like, what do I have to lose? Worst case, I move back home to my mom. Worst case, I find another corporate job or some other job, right? And I think when I realized like I'm already living out my worst case, why don't I like try to believe in myself really for the first time in my life and do it for me versus for everybody else? And honestly, God just showed the way. Like once I like made that commitment and started being like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do life. I'm going to shift my mindset. I'm going to take my health and control. I'm going to started with like me getting my personal training and started like actually believing myself. Mm-hmm. opportunities, people, conversations just kind of kept coming into my, into my sphere. And I was like, okay, I can do this. And like, everyone has fear, no matter how successful you are. Mm-hmm. The difference is, is that those who are successful and those who aren't, is we push past that fear and we just find that courage to just do what it takes, knowing that at the end of the day, God has you and like universe will have your back always. Yeah. That's what happens when you step out and step into alignment. Like that would, to me, be the definition of alignment. Yes. Would you say that you were always that way, even as a little kid where you were like super independent and you kind of did things outside of the status quo? Is that a part of your personality? Yes and no. So as a child, like young elementary years, like, yes, where I was like, I want to be a singer, dancer, actor. Like I was like in your face, I'm high energy. I have a loud personality. And so, yes. And then society came in, you know, like around that, I don't know, eight, 10 to 12 range where people start projecting their beliefs on you that like, oh, you won't make it as a singer, dancer, actor, like all of these things. Right. And then I started getting bullied based on my weight and just like my appearance. So all of those factors, like pushed my, my true self down. So I guess, yes, a little bit in the beginning, 
then I had a lot of fear. Um, I would say I even became more numb and less like myself when I got on Adderall in high school and college. I was just like, I was a zombie. I was a robot. So it wasn't until 2016, 2017, when I got off all my medications, I was on Adderall, antidepressants and anti-anxiety. And I just was like, I'm going to take my, get my health in order. And that's when like my personality came back, like my true personality that like God gifted me with. And like, yeah. there's moments where I find myself saying like, wow, like this reminds me so much of when you were like a seven and you were just, you know, you didn't care. And if you messed up, it was okay. But then I, I lost myself for quite some time, but I'm back. So a little bit of yes and no. I think that's the case with most of us is we have to unwire what we've been told and how we've grown up. And it's like getting back to the root of who we are and that childlike spirit and unlearning all of the things that have changed us over the years and like formed our identity. So you, you basically took control and got yourself back, got back to that who you are. And what I think is super inspiring is even past that as a coach, a lot of people don't understand is you have to have a coach. You have to be coached to be a coach. (laughs) And there's a lot of work going into yourself when you're a coach. And I think there's so much power in that because you're constantly growing and you're constantly looking for that next level of yourself. And you're going to NLP trainings and exploring and like trying to find that next level of yourself, which you just got back from a trip. How long were you in Costa Rica? I was in Costa Rica for a month. Okay. It felt like yeah. it went by so fast. It did. I'm like, where did June and July just go? <laughs> so what was the inspiration behind that trip? What made you feel like you needed to go? Yeah. So my, I, I was living in an apartment starting like end of August. I had guests from June and July of 2020 because, you know, we're all in quarantine. Like obviously the state of the world is crazy. And I had very little space and time for myself. And in December, I felt like that thought, that inkling from my soul, like go, go spend a week in Airbnb. And I got back from the holidays and I was like, you know what? It's a new year. I feel high vibe. I'm good. I let money be an excuse. Like, do I really need to spend my money to have a a week by myself? Well, I didn't listen. (laughs) And the months kept kind of getting worse. I had very little space and time. I was in a two bedroom with my sister, my boyfriend at the time. And I don't know, March just came and I was like, I was struggling. I was like, I, I was doing everything that I preached, meditating, journaling, walking, but I just did not feel the connection with myself and God. I didn't feel that I was doing it with intention and I wasn't okay. Like I just didn't feel okay. And the, the, it's just like that, that gut feeling that like intuition hit or that God speaking you, whatever it is that people like feel, I was like, I need to get away. And now I need to go away for a month. And that's kind of what really inspired it. And I said, you know, I want to go away by myself. Luckily I had a friend come with me for three weeks of the trip because she was going through a lot through herself. Um, But I really just needed the space and time to connect with myself, to connect with God, to get some clarity on the next chapters of my life, really let go and heal other parts of my life. And that trip gave me everything I needed and more. Amazing. That was one of my questions was like, were you following that soul call and that like gut instinct? And I think that's where a lot of people stay stagnant is they ignore it and they ignore it and they ignore it. 
And then they get to a point where it's like, they think it's too late and they start making excuses. How did you overcome that peace and that doubt? Because it's like your rational mind is fighting the other part of you that like needs to get out and break through, but it's such a battle in your head. Oh, oh my God. It was for like weeks on end. And I finally realized I was like, okay, I'm an emotional mess. Like, yeah, I look like I have my shit together to my clients, to my family, to my friends on social media. But like internally, I was not doing my best. Like I know when I'm high, like at a high vibe and I'm performing at my best. And I knew that like I, I'm made for more. And so it was just a lot of back and forth, like, like you said. And then I remember, I, it's what I tell my clients, what I tell everyone is the other side of resistance is growth and transformation. And I was like, okay, going alone, because that's my initial thing, going to a country, like, just like, it wasn't even to explore that much. It really was to just sit in my shit. Like, that is so uncomfortable. Like, who wants to do that? I was like, feeling so much resistance. And I was like, okay, well, what do I know, Tatiana? Like, let's bring in everything that you've learned, everything that you've gone through. That's your ego, who is terrified, because that's unfamiliar territories. There's so much uncertainty there. There's not that much safety because it's not your comfort zone. So I was like, okay, are you going to practice what you preach? What you tell your clients, right? Are you going to listen to your soul? Because how else can I connect with myself and to God again? But if I don't take time for myself, I had been trying it for weeks and months. It wasn't working. So kind of like it was when I was in corporate, I was like, I had enough with my excuses and stories and I had enough feeling that way and I said I was like fuck it I'm just I'm going and once I said that I'm going and I made that commitment to myself before buying the plane and tickets and everything like I was like okay cool I just spoke it into existence and I was like I'm going I'm going and I just started to feel like I I got like visions and like feelings that it was going to be okay and I was like, okay, I just got to be patient at this time, do the best that I can and know that I committed, I'm going and kind of just had enough of my stuff. So I just made that choice. How would you explain the difference between, you know, how, when people say like, follow that gut feeling when you know, something isn't right. And like, there's that resistance. How do you explain that feeling versus the feeling of resistance with fear. Like, cause one, one route can take you away from an experience and help you protect yourself in a good way. And one can help you step out into the next version of yourself. And they almost feel the same sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it would be distinguishing the faith. Like, are you making decisions out of fear? Like if I chose to go to Costa Rica, like I'm, I fear that I'm going to lose my business or myself. Like that's not a good way to go into that. I feared the unknown. I feared all the things I was going to have to face, but I had faith that I was going to overcome it. I had faith that I was going to be challenged, which I was, and I was going to grow from it. Right. And so I think it's a great thing. Honestly, it it does come with like practice and, and learning how to understand yourself in that communication with yourself, your higher self, God, intuition, all those things are very similar, like whatever you want to call it. Um, but just knowing like, if I didn't go to career, Costa Rica, I was giving into the fear, the yeah. fear of change, the fear of growth. Mm-hmm. And I saw Costa Rica as like a, no, this is, it's just like, 
yeah, you feel it. I don't know how to explain it. Like you, it's just a different feeling. I was like, am I going to stay stuck in my patterns, behaviors, thoughts in this little funk? And it wasn't even that much, but you know, people's probably sensed it. Or am I going to face the fear, but the good fear with the faith tied to yeah. it? Does that make sense? And that's yeah. a really good question. It's really hard to explain it that. Explain. Do you feel like with your clients, because I know you have a lot of experience in helping women get to that next level and next version of themselves and kind of break through this issue. Do you find that a lot of your clients aren't stepping outside of their comfort zone because of the feeling of fear and discomfort that they're using to protect themselves rather than seeing it as a means to a breakthrough into that next version. Yeah, hundred percent. So two things that story, just cause you brought that thought fear, just like excitement, it's energy. Emotions are just energy in motion, right? You can use fear. You can even use anger for good. You can use that energy to spark a passion, to go do something, right? Like I was fed up. I was angry. I had fear staying in my old corporate job. So I use that energy to create a different vision for my life. So I just want to like share that, like you can still use fear for good, if that makes sense. Right. Um, but yes, my, my clients, I think everybody in society were were programmed or not taught how to face our fears in a good way. And that fear is okay. As long as we lean in knowing that, you know, there's those different types of fears. Like you don't want to like do things that are going to get you to jail, but if it's a fear of like, ah, asking for a raise or quitting your job or hiring a coach. Those are different fears. And most of my, when my clients work with me, I'm their coach. So I encourage them to lean in and face that fear. Cause again, on the other side of that resistance and fear is transformation. It takes time to build that trust with yourself. It takes time to build trust with God and the universe that it can work out. And so what I have them do is I say, okay, you're in fear. What are you fearful of? What's the worst case scenario? Because as humans, we always go to the negative. We always go to the worst case scenario. Cool. Paint the picture. What does it look like? What does it feel like? What is it? What do you hear? Awesome. Cool. That's the worst case. Not that bad, right? Like maybe it's scary, but it's not that bad. It can always be worse. Now I want you to shift your focus and end it on what happens if you face that fear and it comes out amazing. What would that look like? What would that feel like? And when you can Cause then if you're only looking at the bad, you're never going to even see the good. Yeah. And so when people can bring that mental representation in their head of it going successfully to our eyes, because I believe if not that picture better, because sometimes we can't even fathom what God in the universe has in store for us. Mm-hmm. I said, if you can picture it going, going well, having faith in yourself, being excited and positive about it, it can be a reality. Mm-hmm. So guiding them to to lean into that fear, but to face that picture versus the negative in the worst case. And again, worst case scenario, come up with a little bit of a game plan. God forbid that happens. Cool. You acknowledged it, but let's not focus on it because you don't want to attract that into your life. Yeah. It's exploring the what ifs on both sides of the spectrum, like basically like a pros and cons list kind of, but more so of like, okay, what if all these negative things happen. Okay. What if all of these positive things happen? Like with this recent road trip, I went on, I battled myself so hard and 
you also, it's really hard to do with yourself. Like when it's just you in your own mind, you will drive yourself insane. Like I remember reaching out to Lisa, like Lisa, help me work through this. Like, (laughs) I don't know how to stop battling the two sides of the what ifs. I'm like, what if my car breaks down? What if I get all the way up to Washington and I'm halfway there and I don't want to drive back? Like, what if I regret it? (laughs) Like all of these Mm -hmm. what ifs, but the magic of stepping into it and taking that leap of faith and going for it has been so incredible so far. Um, I had another thought too. It was, shoot, I lost it. I, I recently came across the question, what would you do if you weren't afraid? Uh-huh. And it made me sit and think, huh. And I realized that I have a lot of faith in God and faith in a power outside of myself, which is really important to this. But I don't have a lot of trust in myself, Mm. which like, if you're like walking out on the edge of a cliff or you're about to like go cliff jumping or whatever into the water and everyone's going cliff jumping ahead of you and they're fine. They're, they're living at the, they're they're not dead. They didn't hit the rock. (laughs) Yeah. I find when I'm on the edge of that cliff, and this can be like hypothetically whatever, but I don't trust myself to not slip and fall and like take a wrong step or trip. And I, I recalled always saying those things to myself where like, I don't trust myself on the edge, but like uh, I don't trust myself. I'm like, whoa, just even saying that there's a deep subconscious belief behind that, that is almost preventing me from really going for it. Even if those fears aren't right out in front of me, I'm not like fully aware of those fears or mistrusting myself. They're there in the back of my head. So you have a lot of training on like neuro-linguistic programming. And so you're able to help people and yourself with even deeper level of consciousness that I feel like a lot of people aren't aware of, haven't tapped into and don't even know really exists because we're all living in that ego, right? You touched on that a little bit earlier. And if you would just do like layman's terms with explaining the difference between your ego and that other version of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the ego has a really bad um, representation in society or, or, or the world. And it's not true. I I see it, how I've really been taught and resonate is like your ego is your, your wounded child. Mm -hmm. Your ego is there to keep you safe. Like it's there to be like, Tati, is that a smart choice to do that? You know, you need your ego to not make really bad decisions. Like you need to do that. Right. But your ego also, because it's your wounded child and it wants to keep you safe, it doesn't like change. It doesn't like the uncertainty so not it's more past living mm-hmm. versus present and future and it, it doesn't like to feel uncomfortable like it gets all riled up like imagine when a child like gets like freaked out like that's your ego mm-hmm. and it's just important to distinguish the two because it's like sometimes you do need to listen to your ego and be like okay cool like it, it, you know that gut feeling like ooh, something doesn't feel right like I don't f- actually feel safe but then you also need to understand the other side is your highest self, that pure potential of the person you were meant to, you were put on this earth to become and to step into, mm-hmm. right? And you want to find the balance and the relationship between the two. And I think one of the biggest things that I've done, my clients do is like 
building that relationship with that inner child, that ego of yourself. And I always put my hand on my heart. And if I'm feeling fear, discomfort, any, any of like those emotions, and I feel like it's my ego speaking and like trying to hold me back versus me stepping into like that best, highest version of myself. I just put my hand on my heart and I just go, Hey, little one, what's going on? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm scared. I I don't, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, which that's like that child, they have all these rational thoughts Mm -hmm. and it's just like, I see you, I feel you. I know you want to keep me safe and I love you for that. I'm going to take this next step in quitting my job, ending the relationship, whatever it is, because I know, and I trust myself that us together, we can make this happen and stepping into that higher version of yourself versus being like, shut up. Right. You know, you, you want to build that relationship. So that's how I at least resonate with it. I distinguish the two. It's just, you know, that in that wounded little child, like we're all, our subconscious mind is our like traumatized seven-year-olds because when we were from ages zero to seven and eight, we were subconscious sponges. So every, but every little fear, projection, belief that people are putting in our head from parents, society, you know, they're, they're still within us, but we've adopted to accept certain ones versus others. And sometimes you don't even know until you really do the deep inner work. You're like, Oh, that's where that is. That's where that came from. Wow. That doesn't serve me anymore. So if, there was somebody listening to this who hasn't even explored this realm, who hasn't started in the world of exploring themselves and inner child healing. What would you want to say to them? And maybe what would be like their first step in exploring this? Yeah. I love that question. I would say, take a deep breath. You, there's no rush. You are exactly where you need to be at this moment. Don't feel like you're behind don't feel like you have a million things to do. You're exactly where you need to be. And I encourage you to look in the mirror and look within and make a commitment to yourself. Like I'm going to get to know you more. Mm. I'm going to get to know who I am outside of this body, this flesh, because we're just all souls and spirits within a human farm living in 3d. I want to get to know you. I want to get to know the you that is so pure and authentic not based on what other people have expected me to be, who have built me out. I want to know who you are. And if you can come from a place of that love, Mm -hmm. that's where beauty comes. And I would say the first step is to buy a journal and start getting used to writing out your thoughts and your feelings. And it's uncomfortable in the beginning. I never used to journal. I wasn't a child that like wrote in a diary or anything. So I feel you if you're like, I don't want to write thoughts and feelings. Where do I start? Well, there's a million journal prompts. Like there's so many, um, that can give your listeners a free journal prompts. I have a PDF if you want, or just Google it, Pinterest. But, um, at my favorite one that really helps me when I first started was I wrote on the header today, I feel dot, 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 and just write about your day. Did someone piss you off while you were driving to work with traffic? Did your coworker annoy you? You know what I mean? Did your mom call you like, okay, cool. What happened throughout the day? And what thoughts and feelings were provoked? I felt sadness. I felt excitement. I felt empowered. I felt scared, right? Because once you can start becoming aware of your thoughts or your feelings, that's when you can be aware of triggers or, or areas where you can make improvements are. At the end of the day, awareness is key to making any type of change, any type of growth. And you need to become aware of yourself, like your deep thoughts, because they say um, we 80 to 80 
to 85, 90% of our thoughts are our subconscious. So that means you're unaware of them, (laughs) which is like, oh shit. Okay. What am I thinking that I'm not aware of, but also they're repeated daily. Like, oh, no wonder you're struggling to get up in the morning. No wonder you can't break the habits and patterns because there's something deeper rooted, a thought or a belief that you're unaware about, but you become aware when you just give yourself that undevoted time to just sit. So I would say journaling and then meditation would be my next thing. It could just be a walk in silence, sit in your room for 10 minutes in silence, do a guided one, but just give yourself space. We're so busy with work. If you have a family, children, husband, boyfriend, whatever it is, or I mean, let's be real social media. How many people are like distracted and we're avoiding our deep inner thoughts and feelings, right? So if you just, I promise you, if you give yourself, if you need to start with five minutes, start with five minutes. But if you can give yourself 15 minutes of undivided attention a day, no phone, you can put some soothing music on. Oh, you're going to start to notice a difference. And that's something that you said that you were struggling with right before Costa Rica was like, you got to that point where you needed to turn all of it off also. Um, So it's something that we all struggle with. Like we ebb in and out of that flow state of, okay, I just got super overwhelmed by media, by noise, by everything going on in the world the last two years. What did you feel within your life when you shifted from the chaotic overwhelm of everything, when you turned everything off in Costa, how did you feel in that transformation? Like, I'll be honest, if the first week was rough, I felt so much resistance, mm-hmm. so much like I don't want to slow down. I, I, I enjoy the hustle or the distractions or the go, go, go. And like it, 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 the first week was rough. I was grouchy. Even though I knew I wanted to do it, like, you know, it's just a yeah. different habit, a different routine. I'm personally a person of habit and structure and routine. So I was like really getting uncomfortable after I, I felt the most peaceful energized blissful state I have ever like I genuinely mean ever felt in my life like I've recorded videos of myself speaking to myself because I was like Tatiana if you ever feel that way again go alone go alone in nature Mm -hmm. because you you'll find yourself you will find the answers you needed you'll find peace and just surrender and it was like a breath of fresh air. That's exactly how it felt. Like I, I could breathe again and I like felt connected again. In those videos, did you feel like you looked different too? Yeah. I looked happy. I looked yeah. vibrant. And I like, I, I I'm a very, um, emotional person. Like I just feel all emotions on very easily. And I, I would cry of tears of joy mm-hmm. because my soul needed this for so long. And because prior, like you're right, I had no time. I had no space. It was, it was more the space to myself because I was in a small apartment with, you know, two people, me and my boyfriend at the time working from home. So we were together 24 seven. doesn't matter if you love someone or not, like you need alone time. So it, I just felt like Tatiana, like wholeheartedly. And I was like, Oh, this feels so good. So share a little bit more. I know you're still kind of processing because you just got home what last week. Yeah. Yeah. So you're still processing. I feel like when you come home from something like this, it three months later, you can be like, Oh, and like things can still be processing three months later with something big and an up level bat extreme, but share some of the 
reflections and realizations and like this next level of yourself that you discovered? Yeah. Um, my biggest, there was a lot of realizations. My biggest one was like, I need to slow down and surrender more. Well, slow down is one, like I need to be intentional. So I made a commitment to myself to read and walk with intention and no distractions every single day, every day, rain or shine. Yesterday I went in the rain. I realized I needed that space, especially with the work I do. Like I'm constantly like giving my energy out. Right. Um, my other one was just surrendering to God or, or whatever it is you choose to believe in source divine, um, surrendering to him. Like he, <laughs> my entire trip, I had lots of, um, uh, opportunities to learn a lot of lessons and challenge to really just dive in and like surrender to him. And that's like something I did. I had to do. Um, Will you give us an example. What was one of the, Oh my God. Yeah. So well, there was two, they're always like cars, but one of them, <laughs> you ever been to Costa Rica or if you haven't, it's like a jungle. They're not like the roads are not like the U S at all. And we had been driving an hour the wrong direction and we had no cell service, no GPS, no maps. And I was like, Oh no, what do we do? <laughs> um, and we just had faith that it was going to work out. Mm-hmm. And I, luckily I know the language I asked for directions. I, I really don't know how we figured it out. God just kind of like, wow. it just fell into place. And we finally, where we ended up was actually the location we wanted to go to all along. We realized this after we left wow. and then we went to the beach and Allie ran into her mentor what? and we both, yeah, on, on the beach of Costa Rica, you guys, she looked to her left, just happened to look down and it's her mentor. Like, and she's like, we both looked at each other and we're like, holy crap, we need to let go of control and we need to surrender because we would have never ran into him if it went according to our plans. Yeah. And that's when I was like, okay, surrender. And then the next story was like really quick. We got a flat tire in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the mountains. There was like one gas station Mm. again, no cell service. And I was like, oh no. And as we're about to turn around, a man just pulled out of his farm driveway and like stopped and he saved, like he saved us. And I remember we, he got us to the gas station. We pumped up our, like our tire was completely done. Our rim was about to get destroyed. I left the gas station. It was like a $5 puncture. I don't even know. And I just like started crying in tears of joys, like tearing eyes. because like, God is so good. Yeah. He's always watching out for us. Like I need to let go of my control and let go of my plans and structure and routines and know that he has something better. And he has a lesson for me to teach him though that trip. I wanted to go in with learning how to surrender more. So I was presented the opportunities to do so. And yeah, but those were like the two biggest ones where it could have ended really scary (laughs) in the middle of like jungle roads, but he took care of us. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm just going to always have faith that it's going to work out. Surrender is a hard one because it's not something that you can like tactically like sit down and read a book on how to surrender, you know, like definitely through experience. And I feel like I've been through phases of deep surrender and then you kind of revert back and you go back to your normal life. And then there's something additional that you need to surrender to in the future. But how would you explain like the definition of surrender and then like ways that you actively seek to surrender yeah I would say the definition is 
learning to go with the flow and letting go of whatever you pictured in your head, whether it was how your day went, how your event went and just, yeah, you created that picture, but if something goes not according to plan, not freaking out. And that's how I used to be. I would freak out and panic, anxiety, anger, because I had so much control, but like me wanting control, that's me trying to take God's role. Yeah. I don't have control of my life. Like, of course I do to an extent. Right. Yeah. So I would just say surrendering is just for me, it looks like taking a deep breath and being like, okay, you have better plans. I'm going to accept that what I wanted and what I thought I want, like was going to happen, isn't going to happen mm-hmm. and trust that I'll look back maybe a day from now, maybe a year from now and understand why it played out the way it is. And I'm like, okay, cool. Jesus, take the wheel. That's like how I do it. Um, what I would recommend for people is like building that trust. And like when it's not going to plan, instead of freaking out, reminding yourself and maybe you create affirmations. This was really helped me build this was like, life is always happening for me. God and universe always has my back. Like there's always, there's something bigger and better that's going to come out of this. Right. And I am in a season of a lot of uncertainty in some of my areas of my personal life. And there's a lot of things that I don't understand yet. And that I'm unsure of what's going to happen. I don't know my next steps, but for some reason I feel so at peace because of the amount of faith that I have right now. And I'm like, you know what, it's going to work out. God's got a way it's going to work out. Right. Like it just has to, like how many times have you freaked out about something and it always works out. Something just does. And you have to find that belief and faith that like something higher than us yeah, is always watching over us. And I think just maybe do a few deep breaths, you go for a walk. I like to talk out loud. So I love saying like, okay, God, like, okay, take the wheel. Like I, 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 <laughs> I surrender. Like I put my hands up and I'm like, go for it. Take over. Yeah. And I just breathe and just try to have that faith throughout the entire process. I would add to that too, is if you don't see like an outcome that made that situation good, I always revert to like, okay, what was God helping me avoid? Like if my car doesn't start, maybe there was an accident that I yeah. like something like that, that it set so to some, they might be thinking like, well, you're rationalizing it, but it's just like, I'm making good out of a bad situation and I'm surrendering. I just, I am in this situation. So there's no point in me, like being negative. Like that's not going to help being negative. Yeah. And like I, when I was in college, I would spill like coffee and it would ruin my whole day. Yeah. And now I'm at a point where my car physically won't start and I'm stranded, but I chose to see it as a positive situation. Everything about my car ended up being paid for. The Uber ride home was only $25 and the Uber guy was amazing. It was like giving me life advice. And so it was like this whole outcome of the situation wasn't ideal, but the mindset going into it is what made it perfectly okay. And actually an awesome experience. How would you relate to the art of surrender expectations? Oh, this one's hard. And this is something I'm still learning. So I think it's okay to, there's a balance. Like they say prayer, manifestation, everything is like expect as if your prayers are already answered and living that life. That's great. And all, but there's a, when you expect something, it's, I think it's okay to expect but you must be detached. Mm-hmm. It's so, so yeah. Right. So you create that mental representation of like, maybe you do like quit your job, like how that scenario will 
play out and you're like, okay, great. This is how it's going to play out. At the end of the day, you don't have control of, you know, you can imagine it, but it doesn't necessarily mean that's going to happen because people have different, you know, reactions or whatnot. So I always love to create a positive, loving expectation. But when I set the expectation, I always say this or something better will happen. Right. And just being attached, detached, excuse me. I love that. And, and, and that's an art that's, <laughs> that has taken, I have, I'm not, I, I don't even want to say I'm a master of that yet. That is taking me still lots of, you know, obstacles and challenges that I'm still currently facing to strengthen that muscle of expect to be attached. Because if not, if you're attached, you are blocking off other ways yeah. for what you desire, if not more to come through your way. So for example, like money, okay, cool. I'm expecting, I want $5,000 to come in this month. Say you have a business. Okay, cool. And then you expect it to come in through your clients and it's always like clients launch, pitch, pitch. But you're, what if, what if, I don't know, you overpaid on a student loan or a car insurance and they gave you $2,000. There's just different means. So when you can be like, cool, this is what I want. I think it's going to come this way, but I'm open to receiving in any way that you feel is best fit for the situation in any type of scenario. That's kind of how I go about it. Was your key word just there open, like just being open-minded to other possibilities and not being set on one route, one expectation and not like attaching yourself to that specific outcome, just being open. And I think that in summary kind of brings us full circle of like the art of surrender and constantly learning that next version of surrender within yourself. Yeah. But this was an amazing conversation. I got goosebumps so many times with just hearing your story and the outcome of this trip. One final question for you in regards to your whole trip, because not everybody can just like quit their job up and leave to Costa Rica and Granted, you were able to bring your work with you. So you Mm -hmm. created this life by design, um, which I feel like could be a whole other podcast in and of itself. I want to have you back to talk about how you created this life for yourself, how you can travel and go wherever and work from wherever and impact, inspire and influence because you're just, you're living a dream. And I know that it can feel chaotic sometimes. And it's like the more you learn about yourself and the next level you get to, and the more, you know, it's almost like the harder it gets, you're not ignorant anymore. Um, But how would you, what advice would you give somebody who can't up and leave the Costa Rica? What can they do in their day-to-day life to really find this version of themselves outside of their home and work? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I I want everyone to know that you can still feel and get what I got in many, many different ways. Maybe that is you take a sick day, a vacation day, and you turn your phone on airplane mode and you go walk the beach, go hike a mountain, go get out in nature. Or maybe you take a a weekend getaway, right? Those are just the easy ones, right? And then I would also say, I would challenge you if you're like, I don't have any time, wake up like just 15 minutes earlier and go to bed 15 minutes later, whatever. And like I said, sit in that no distractions in your room or find a place. If you have children, you don't have a place, go in your car. Like I know people that done that and try to build that habit in that routine, excuse me, to do, to give yourself a space in that way. Um, and when you do a space, like uh, make, make 
the room feel good and comforting. Like I'm huge on like Christmas lights, candles, salt lamps, incense. Like I want to feel like good and relaxed. Like I'm at a spa when I'm giving myself that time because I'm worthy and deserving of that. And so are you. And just giving yourself that, I would say maybe 15 minutes a day, if not more Mm -hmm. going out in nature, whether that's a hike, a mini weekend getaway, maybe it's just one day, just really try to carve out that time. You don't need a full month. Mine was a full month because I I have the pleasure to work from home. So I I worked while it was there. It wasn't all just fun and games Um, and really just commit and dedicate to yourself. And another one is I love doing these um, spa showers. Like if you can incorporate like a spa shower every day in your life, you'll be good. And when I mean spa shower, I mean, shut the lights off, dim the lights or put candles on put music like um frequency tones Mm. and just being your thoughts and emotions because when you're in the shower and the lights are off you're heightening your other sensations so that's when you can bring those thoughts do you know how many ideas come up how many emotions come up and if emotions come up let them come up because you must feel to heal and imagine that water just washing away your worries, your pains. Um, I feel like that's a very, that's something my clients do on a daily or weekly basis. And that has changed the game for them because it's just giving them that space. You have to shower anyway. So make it relaxing and a space for you to have. I always say my water bill should be a tax write-off because my <laughs> business ideas happen in there. That's <laughs> <Best> wisdom. <laughs> I love that. Um, one final thought that I had was it's really easy to make excuses and say that you don't have time and feel like a victim to your current life circumstance and allow all of the pressures and all of the to-do lists and things that you have on your plate to get in the way of carving out time for yourself. And, um, I know that for us, like we don't have kids. And so I feel like sometimes it's hard for people with kids to relate because they, they're just like, I just don't have time. And I do think a lot of that is also the ego and the fear and, the limiting beliefs and insecurities really getting in your way to stepping into that next version of yourself. I think that whatever you define as the enemy in your life, whether it's yourself and your own mindset or the actual enemy or the resistance or whatever, it's always going to be keeping you from getting to that next version of yourself. There are ways that you can carve out time. Um, just try to put your ego away and ask for help, ask for someone to take the kids for 30 minutes to an hour so that you can have you time. Just prioritizing you is going to make you a better human for everybody that's around you. So give yourself that permission to set your ego down and really step into it because Tati is that that example of what you can be if you give yourself the time and space to just be. And I think that's so powerful. It'll be worth it. Your future self will thank you. I promise you on that. Absolutely. It's hard work, but it is so worth it. I think we've both experienced things in our lives that many people won't. And that's not to say that we're better than anyone or we're doing anything that's greater than anyone else, but we're, we're doing hard work and we're experiencing life from a different lens and a different perspective. And it's inspiring. It's really inspiring. Yeah. I love it. I love the work we get to do. It's I'm blessed. Speaking of how can people find you? How can they work with you? What do you have to offer? What's going on in your coaching? Yeah. So you can find me and hang out with me on Instagram at Tatiana underscore Um, I have a lot coming out this month. So I do one-on-one coaching. I am 
launching my group program again at the end of the month. And before that, I'm hosting a free five to seven day workshop to really allow you to come back to home, connect, come back to connecting with yourself, learning even what that means, right? Teaching you how to let go. So if you're interested in that's a free workshop the week of August 23rd. And you can also come hang out with me um, on YouTube, same name, Tatiana Kuto. And you can follow me on the podcast. If you love podcasts, if you're listening to this, I have uh, the Radiant Life podcast on Spotify and iTunes as well. And I will link all of that in the show notes, as well as your free journal prompts that you mentioned. Yes. So people can connect with you and just be inspired by you and your life and where you're going and how you're helping others. You are doing incredible work. And what I admire most about you is you're constantly learning the next thing. You're getting the certifications. You're doing the things that you need to do to be a better coach for the people that you're mentoring. And I just, I'm so inspired by you. I feel like I've said that so many times, but you're such a great genuine human. And I'm, I'm just blessed to have you on the podcast and have people just continue to be inspired by you and change their life because you're living the example. So thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. There's so much to come, you guys. I feel like this is just the beginning. There's so much bursting out of me. I have started creating again. There's going to be ebooks and workbooks coming up. I have started my vlog officially on my YouTube, and I'm just so excited about the alternative forms of content that I've been able to create inspired by you guys, your reviews, your shares, the comments that say, I needed this today, or the DMs that share your story about how my content has helped you. Those are really the things that keep me fired up. So if you love this episode, if you've been liking my content, please feel free to share, feel free to shoot me a DM and just let me know so that I can continue to speak truth into your life and help you rise.